on time, Lamekins. Make yourself a drink, baby. No, thanks, Dutch. Who are you, and how did you get in here? I'm the locksmith, and I'm the locksmith. Everybody and welcome to the Big Hairy Eyeball Podcast Show, the podcast that cares more about you than you care about onions. I'm Pete Pollock, and this week on the show, Ken Markowitz. Ken is an artist and a muralist around Chicago, and he's worked around the country. I found him online, although we grew up in the same neighborhood. I found him online a couple of years ago, and I will tell you that when after you listen to this, I encourage you to go track down his website, which is cransgonewild.com, and... Uh, and look around there and uh, find his Instagram account and possibly his YouTube account and see what he does because his art is really, really interesting and unique in my opinion. He has a, a definite look and it's pretty cool. He's, uh, he's done a lot of work for children, things like that. Some uh, kids who have had uh, cancer, things, uh, he'll, he'll do these fantastic murals on the bedroom walls, and, and it's just really, it's really spectacular stuff. So I wanted to talk to him about what he's doing, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a tough gig uh, being a, an artist in today's world. There's not a lot of uh, uh, ways to you know, make money, so uh, he, he does the best he can, and he's, uh, he's doing some good in the world, and uh, it was a fun conversation. So I will say on the topic of the show that uh, things are going pretty well. Uh, this is the third episode, and uh, one of the things, I actually came up with the idea of doing this a couple of years ago, I think, and I held off because I'm one of those people, and look, I'm I don't want to say that I'm a perfectionist because what I do is far from perfect. And I know this and I'm cool with it. But, you know, I'm also uh, the type of person that, you know, when you buy the DVD box sets or whatever, or the, the books, the book series, I like them to sit on the shelf and be absolutely perfect. And I, you know, when they change like the logo or the font or something like that, or the size drives me crazy because I like them all to be exactly the same. And, I kind of have the same mentality when it comes to doing the show. I kind of want it to be perfect right out of the box, and I want it to be exactly right, and I do a thousand of them, and then, you know, they're all, they're all perfectly exactly the same except for, you know, on different topics. And I realized at some point that I was just never going to do the show if I kept waiting for that perfect moment because anything you do – you do, you're going to get better at. It's just natural. And I know that's obvious. There's nothing profound about that. But I would encourage you, because as I had to encourage myself, that if you want to do something, just go out and do it. Because, you know, I've, like I said, I've gotten some nice compliments. I've gotten some critiques. It's, it's a work in progress. It's always going to be a work in progress. I jumped in the pool. Now I'm in the water and I'm doing them. And hopefully they get better over time. And if they don't, then that says a lot about me. And if they do, maybe that says something about me too. But I'm having fun doing these podcasts, and I will say that uh, 
You know, if you want to do anything like this or any type of art, and I guess that's a little bit of a theme today because I'm talking to an artist, just do it. Just do it. Get better at it. Dive in the pool and make it happen. Don't sit around waiting for everything to be exactly right because it's never going to be exactly right if you don't do it. That's my little inspiration for the day. I will also say, because it's fresh in my mind, that I saw the Avengers movie over the weekend. And uh, if you're listening to this in the future, it's Avengers Endgame. That's the fourth one, I guess. And uh, I like these comic book movies. I enjoy them. They're popcorn movies. I have a little bit of fun in them. But I've been talking to a few people about this, and I, I came to the conclusion that, you know, you see these things, and there's always this big, giant... CGI battle scene at the end. And, and, and it has to be there in a comic book movie. The characters have to fight. That's what happens in comic books. That's what happens in comic book movies. There's always this giant battle scene. And on some level, they've made so many of these movies that, you know, after a while, the giant battle scenes, I don't want to say they blend together, but, but, you know, you know there's going to be a big battle scene, and there's a big battle scene, and then the movie's over. So for me, the thing that makes the movie worth watching is not that, but what they do with the characters and the people, the human beings, their stories leading up to that before the big battle. And, uh, and they did a nice job. In my opinion, it's a three hour movie. I'm not looking to do movie reviews here. I tried that once. I'm not particularly good at movie reviews, but I will say that uh, it's just uh, it's it was good to see that they were able to make something that big with a cast of like, I don't know, like 40 main characters or something. I mean, it's ridiculous Um, and, and and give them time to grow and be people and be thoughtful. And there's a couple of pretty funny sight gags in there too. So, you know, just my, I'm not giving away any spoilers. I just thought I'd throw it out there. I had fun at the Avengers movie and I was glad that I got to see it. But now I kind of feel like my next step is to track down some movies that are maybe, you know, have a plot and nothing blows up. That's, I I think that, I think I've reached a point now where I need to do a few of those, kind of cleanse the palate, and then, you know, maybe then I'll dive back into whatever, I don't know, there's there's like 50 more comic book movies, I think, coming out this year. That's basically what Hollywood does now. So uh, today on the show, Ken Markowitz, I'm going to encourage you to check out his website, Crayons Gone Wild, and I always say that wrong. I People have made fun of me for years. I say crayons, crayons, C-R-A-N-S, crayons crayonsgonewild.com. That's Ken's website. Check it out. Pretty cool. He's also got Instagram and and YouTube and other things. And you can see some accelerated videos where it's kind of like a time-lapse thing where, you know, the whole mural comes together. It's pretty cool. So check it out. And if you find it in your heart, uh, support him either, you know, if you get the chance to, you know, he's a good guy. Send some work his way if you know anybody who wants anything like that. I'm not begging on his behalf. I'm just saying I'm I'm pretty impressed, and I kind of wish I had uh, a reason to put a mural in my house. Uh, maybe maybe my next house will be bigger. It'll have more wall space. I'll be d- able to do something really cool with it. So this is my conversation with Ken Markowitz. Enjoy. <laughs>
So you've been, uh, you, you've been, you've obviously, I mean, we've known each other since we were kids, basically. We did, we, you're a little older than me, but we didn't hang out. But right. um, um, we worked together at Red Lobster, things like that mm-hmm. uh, for a while. Um, I didn't really know that you were an artist. So I discovered this through Instagram. So um, you've, al- you've always been involved in art. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Like th- this is, I, I mean, I have a love of music, so I, I relate to this a little bit. You know, it's just a different venue, but right. yeah. No, I've got the love for music too. That's always in my head. I always have in my iPods. <laughs> That's what gets me through everything. Uh, I'm glad you're using an iPod. I'm, I yeah. thought I was the only one who was still using an iPod. Oh, no, and I have my all the little shuffles. Uh-huh. They're all different colors. I call them my M&Ms. Oh, so nice. each one's a different flavor. Depending so blue on what you're is doing. smooth blue cool, so it kind of through the day. Right. If I got to kind of pick up pace, I put in my red hot. <laughs> and it's got, you know, <laughs> it's, it's four o'clock. I got to wrap this thing up. I got to get <laughs> home for right. dinner. Right. I need some motivation here. <laughs> right. Oh, that's cool. So you you started doing uh, so so you've got you've got the wide range of artistic interests. Do you play music? You, I do not know that no, I was horrible at that and singing. Me too, it. but it forget didn't it. stop me. Yeah, <laughs> but it, no, I never got into. Uh, it just wasn't there. Uh-huh. Again, for the art, it was like third grade when I started drawing, and it's like, oh, my stuff looked kind of cool, and I enjoyed it. I and, agree, uh, your stuff looks pretty cool. So. Know, thank you. <laughs> but, That's uh, good since you're making a living at it. <laughs> trying to, trying yeah, to. Yeah. Any kind of art form, it's I, every every artist has that issue. It's like it depends on how people if they respect it or not. Because you have people that just they want what you do, right? But they don't necessarily want to pay what it's worth or what even a, a living wage for right. it either. So we've gone through the ups and downs like tremendously. I've done. Really great, and I've done really bad. Oh, I'm sure. You know, I mean that, and that that's a, a an area of interest of mine. You know, in the art world, where it's always this art versus commerce thing, and you know, somebody says oh, they want a painting, make it more blue or whatever. You know, and it's like, well, I'm not seeing that. You know, as an artist, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to make people happy and engage an audience, but at the same time, you kind of want to do something that you feel at the same time. Yeah, and again, when you look at an artist, you have the different people that they they do their thing. Andy Warhol, he had his style, and that's mm-hmm. what he put out. Um, other artists that you see out there, you don't really know their names. You may recognize their art, mm-hmm. but someone like me, I'm a I make people happy. So it's kind of like I don't have I have a look, mm-hmm. but it doesn't stand out right away. It's mm-hmm. more what can I do for each person? How do I morph it? Right. I consider myself like a chameleon with art. I can kind of mimic, you like this style, I can show you, I try something like that, and I can make it look kind of like that. I can make it look like this. So even the website, it looks like there's like 10 artists there. Right. But they're all me. It's like just one person doing all these different things. So I I think that's kind of one of the things that may even be a holdback of getting recognized because Mm -hmm. you don't know what is a Markowitz. You know what a Warhol is. It's like... Right, right away. Right. So it's it's like, a, there's okay. a brand there for the Warhol. Yes. But not not for the Markowitz. But you know, Correct. I mean, one might argue that, you know, limiting yourself to just one thing, kind of like Warhol mm-hmm. is, you know, I mean that that creates a brand and makes maybe makes you more successful in some ways, but mm-hmm. it's also maybe less successful artistically in that cuz you're not you don't really have room to explore. Right. Once right. you're known for a thing, once right. you're that guy. No, I love doing all this. That's a neat thing because I can be, I mean, back in the day when I started doing the, the baby's rooms net, which is now uh, about 25, 26 years ago when my mm-hmm. daughter was born. 
and uh, painted, started painting kids' rooms. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I was airbrushing motorcycles. So I had okay. guys coming yeah. to me with flames and all kinds of stuff. And then the one odd job was a guy came to me and he's like, here's a picture of my wife. Here's a picture from Playboy magazine. Put her head on this and put it on my motorcycle. <laughs> like, okay, never did this before. I don't before, want her so. body. I want somebody else's That's right. body That's exactly what he said. It's like... And so I did That's that, hilarious. and then the next day I was in a kid's room and um, doing precious moments. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like I have the variety, which is the, the coolest thing. Right. But the other part of that is that side that it, it's not as cool as then. If I go to sit down and draw, I don't know what to draw because I almost need somebody to give me a project, kind of like even in school or something. I can't, I just don't go off and then like, oh, this is what I do. Right. So I don't, I haven't had that figured out yet, which is I'm trying to figure out now. Right. That, that, I think that's, uh, you know, and, and from my music side, I mean, I mean, that's one of the hardest things to do is to reach down and try and come up with something that's uniquely you that, what that is you know, you? like, yeah, what is you, you know, mm -hmm. I always think that sometimes I get the best ideas as I'm waking up in the morning, you know, cause that's, you know, like my subconscious is still floating around and it's like, of course I never write anything down. So it's all useless. That's but, normal for everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're like, Oh, I should have kept that or I should have done something with it, but got to get to work. Well, it's, it's one of my freedoms, I guess, is when I get away from the house, because then mm -hmm. it's everything you're doing there. Working out of the house is hard, because then your business is there, your life is there, everything's there. It's like you almost need somewhere else. Right. And uh, so for me, it's kind of like if I have a job that's an hour away while I'm sitting in the car, uh, you know, I start now, I don't even listen to music or anything. I just kind of go with, my, my mind starts to wander, and I'm in my head more, and mm -hmm. that's kind of where I start to think. Yeah. kind of the quietness in the car. Yeah. So do you ever do any art, you know, for yourself that, that you know, like you're, you're kind of trying to find that? I mean, I, I know you just said that you have a hard time mm -hmm. doing that, but, but is that something you work on or? Not so much. It's always, again, it's trying to, I, I need the money to pay the right. job. So then, but we're, we're working at it now. Again, this January kind of hit a different thing in my head with things coming on from the past and just trying to really figure something out because mm -hmm. now I'm, I'm going to be. What am I going to? I'm going to be 59. Okay. In March. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you need to figure <laughs> out something here that's real. Again, the mural business is great, but the the ups and downs. There's a lot of time off, and if uh, now I'm in, okay, so I got this time off. I got to really work that time off, and then find what I'm going to do. So I think what I'm going to do is go back into uh, painting clothing, which is what I had done. That's kind of where I started. Okay. Uh, I love doing jackets and that. And then I got an airbrush. So then I was airbrushing. Uh -huh. And that was in the time when you go to a mall and the guy's sitting in there and he right. out your name that. Yeah, and that was a... in two minutes and charge you 20 bucks. It's right. like, that's puts a Camaro that's a on great the shirt hourly. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> now I do the same thing. It would take me an hour to do that. So I could never get the money for it. So it never became anything because it, I, my time wasn't worth what I could charge for it. Then. Right. Because nobody be would pay a thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. And, uh, so I don't think going back into not airbrushing because that's a whole other monster in itself. Yeah, just right, right. breathing all that fumes and stuff. And oh, so. I'm sure. And and is well, is that is that as common nowadays? I don't even know if that's something that people are. I, I mean, I know in the mall, like in the it's 80s, yeah, you went there and everybody things. had It's part of artists, like illustrators. So illustrator is what I'm going to go back into because uh -huh. really you give me a story, I could come up with a picture that kind of tells you what the story says. Oh. So I want to start working on my portfolio again in mm -hmm. uh gear it towards that to try to have the thing. Again, being the age I am, going to do murals and climbing up ladders and scaffoldings, I'm kind of slowing down here a little bit, so right. I need to sit at a desk and right. draw things that, again, going into then, say, children's illustrations is what I've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Make a book, 
you can have residual sales. When I do a mural, I'm done. I have the money. It's over. Right. I need it. something that Unless creates. Unless they have a friend who comes in and says, hey, we need, we, we want that too or whatever. And that's the but, next job. Though. But then and it's that next job, on. right. Yeah. So yeah. I need to start, what are those things I could do that could be created, could be printed and, uh, and do originals altogether? Right. And that, that part I hadn't figured out yet. Right. Too much focus on, you know, having the family, having all the kids, having everything and trying to make the money to pay the bill. Right. Yeah. That, that it's a, <laughs> what a it's big a, sidetrack. <laughs> no, but it, it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing to try and do, you know, I mean, I ran a business, my, you know, my parent, my dad had a business, a tile business. Mm-hmm. And so I ran that for a little while after he retired and it, it really gave me a respect for the whole small business person thing. Cause you're trying to, you know, you health insurance and sending kids to school and all these other things, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, the tax issue, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it all, it all kind of merges together. It's a really, it's a tough life. And then to be an artist on top of that, you know, to try and make that living is a challenge. You're nodding your head. So. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yep. And again, life is so different now. It's before you would, you know, other people, it's like, oh, they have a job. They don't you know, worry about it. They get paid every day. It's like, mm-hmm. in the, but I always looked at it, the ones, it's like, they didn't like their job. They hated your job and they right. would do that. So I, I wasn't willing to sacrifice for that. So I sacrificed in a different way. Right. So how did, you know, um, obviously your wife is pretty, pretty reasonable with this too, you know, I mean. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. really? Yes. Well, well, I mean, uh, you, you've been married for quite a while now, right? 25 years. 25 years. It'd be so, 26. Yeah. April. So you guys are, uh, you know, I mean, you're in sync on that level at least, uh, you know, the let it, I mean, I mean, I know I, I do writing now. Um, you okay with the headphones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a I'm a writer for a, you know like just nonprofits, but uh, um, when I first started to when I got my first writing job or one of my first writing jobs I was married at the time and you know she had a day job and she said you hate what you're doing <laughs> why don't you do this and you know I mean I was it, it was really her indulgence that allowed us to survive mm-hmm. at all because it was like. You know, I'm bringing home thirty bucks a day or something. You know, something ridiculous. You yeah, know? like you can't. <laughs> I'm right. contributing to the household income. Sure, I am. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and that's enough for a couple of tacos. But right. um, so, how do, how does that work? Are you guys? You know, I mean, I, I don't want to get too deep into your mm-hmm. personal life and whatever you're comfortable with. But um, how is that challenge? You know, how have you worked through that? Well, we started kind of the same. So. Where I was at was then trying to do different art jobs. I was a waiter. I joined the Marines. I was doing all kinds of driving limos, trying to figure things, but also drawing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I was always trying to get to how I can get paid for the drawing. I had a point where it's like, I need a real job here for a while. Right. So I went and through uh, my brother-in-law, got a job at an investment banking firm. It's like, so I worked the files because I had no education in that stuff. So I, mm-hmm. I called myself Clerk Kent. Right. <laughs> I like that. And that's where then I met my wife. She's mm-hmm. married at the time, and so we just knew each other, and it, mm-hmm. it took a couple years. I was only there at the place for a year because then it just it just wasn't right, and I yeah. just couldn't do it. So I went back to trying something else. I ended up going to Lee Ward's at the time, and uh, I brought in artwork to be framed. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you kind of know what you're doing here. And it's like, yeah, because we learned that in art school, how to work with the mats and that. So mm-hmm. she's like, you ever think about working here? Like, And I ended up doing that. So I was then framing my art and getting to work kind of in the art and continually mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, but then after a couple of years, I reconnected with my wife and um, 
she had the job and I didn't and she was okay. I had kind of the small stuff and kind of the same deal. It's like she really believed in me and now it's time. It's like, okay, it's just, it's going so long that it's like, you know, again, the ups and downs and uh, something has to change at this point. I can't continue being an artist the way that I am. I, it has to be different because the whole world has changed. Right, right. I mean, 2000 and the crash of 08 and all that. I right. mean, it's just, that stuff was horrible. I mean, I just went from, you know, making, you know, $90,000 a year to making 30. And then, right. But paying everything, it's like, it's not cheaper. Everything's getting more expensive. Right. Everything, yeah. The, the price always goes up, but yeah. <laughs> the pay doesn't yeah. always go up. Yeah. So we're trying to revision that right now. Right. Cool. And how did, and, and so when you, uh, now, now you, I, I looked at your website, the first mural you ever did um, was, was for yourself. As a kid, King yes. Kong, King Kong on the on the wall of your bedroom, yep. which is something that my now I'm I'm not an artist, so I my King Kong wouldn't have looked anything like King Kong, <laughs> but I know my mom would not have been sold <laughs> on me putting a mural on my wall of my own stuff. So that's pretty phenomenal that that you know your parents were cool with that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah it went yeah, um, and with that again with the past history of me being that uh, like in third grade starting to show. It was through my grandmother. I mean, I have mm-hmm. the genes. So it went through my grandmother who had her, not necessarily drawing, but there were different aunts that could draw and paint. Mm-hmm. And my father, same thing. His drawing was really excellent. Mm-hmm. But then he was in a time where he had to go work and he never got to do anything with yeah, it. Yeah, so that was I, kind of an era when nobody got, got to do to, what they wanted to do. I got to carry it on and go from there. And that was seventh grade when I she let me paint King Kong. And then uh, when we hit high school, my art teacher the first year, she was a muralist. Uh-huh. And I had her for the first two years, and we did a few murals around Oak Lawn. We did the library. We did two murals in the high school. Mm-hmm. We did next to the library was a bar. We did the wall. They knocked that out and then built on the library. And, right, right, right. And it was kind of disappeared for a long time, the mural part, but I was always drawing in pens and inks, doing, I could draw, uh, I would get work from realtors. When they sell a house, I would do a pen and ink at the person's house. They would give us a gift. Oh, uh, I could draw a house from a blueprint that I learned when I was in art school. And, wow, that's pretty impressive. Uh, there's, I can't there's, even imagine. <laughs> can, there's so many things I can do, so it's how do you focus? You know? Right, right. Yeah, so, you've got a, lo- a wide skill set, but then it's yes. like, what are you going to, you know, sometimes art is almost more to sa- more satisfying when, when it's limited in some way, when you can only shoot uh, a picture with one lens, you know, this is mm-hmm. your lens, go out and make make with it make of it what you can, mm-hmm. um, you know? So like you say, if somebody says, I, I'm, I'm looking for this, then that's your limit. That's kind of your, but you've got the wide skill set backing everything up. No, I have to say no at times, even though, yeah, I can do that, but it's if, if it's something I don't really want to do, I've learned to kind of pass on it. Or w- what I've done over time was, I kind of remember it was a miracle on 34th street. Uh, mm-hmm. And, um, the Santa Claus was there, and the kid asked for something, and he told the mom, "Sorry, they have it cheaper across the street. You should go there." Right, right, right. That was right, part yeah, of the movie. That. Yeah, go to Gimbel's. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> they had it better for you. So that's kind of what I've done when I have artists that I know where I'm in contact with. I let people know it's like I get a flower. Someone they want flowers flowers over the room. Mm-hmm. I just don't enjoy doing that much of it. So yeah. it's like I knew a girl that did that, and it's like so I would say, here's a person, contact them. They're going to do a better job for you. And I'd let them know it's coming. Right. And kind of, you know. Well, it's good because then no. it's not like, it's not as competitive. It's like you're feeding off each other. You know, you pass each other the work that makes sense to 
Does anybody pass stuff to you? No. <laughs> no, of course no. not. I'm yeah. the nice guy. I'm yeah. the nice guy. It's like, okay, I'm nice to everybody. It's like, okay, it's like, no, that was supposed that. to be in my pocketbook, but now it's in yours. Okay. I was like, eternal, uh, okay. Yeah, it's, I should have known as I was asking day. that question. Of course, nobody's <laughs> passing the work back, you know. But I, I haven't had that a couple of times, but uh, yeah, it's not normal. I pass out a lot more. And uh, eventually what I want to do is uh, I, I want to take my business and kind of, it's hard to grow it when you're just doing it every single day by yourself. There's nothing mm-hmm. to grow. I, I, right. I can't, unless I can sprout myself and, you know, make clones. Yeah. So I want to keep visiting, pulling other artists in that I can create like a base. Oh, that's That a I can idea. somehow, you know, I got I to work with someone business-wise that can work with me on how to work that. So then even so, if I'm not doing murals, someone else's, but I may be able to make a portion of that. And just right. You're like the, you'd be like the contractor. Yeah, and you know sense, they, yeah. they'd call you and oh, I I got the guy for this. I I got the woman for this. Because I know artists all these years doing this. I I get uh, emails from different artists that find my website and ask me, "Are you hiring?" Because again, my website looks like it's a big this monster company with all these employees. Sometimes it's and better it's, to look like that. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> no, I'm not hiring no one right now. I've been off myself for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But, so one day I'll be able to kind of do that, and I, I, I enjoy helping because the one thing with artists is like. In the pit, nobody would ever share nothing. It's like they, they don't want to give away anything. You want to give away no secrets. You right. don't want to give away any jobs. It's everyone's your competitor. Right. And I just never had that feeling. They can be at times if you're going after the same thing exactly and someone right, then's course. trying to say, well, I'll do it for this. I'll do it for that. And it's mm-hmm. like and when I get people to tell me, I love your work, but I love the art, the other artist's price. Yeah. Well, they're not charging you enough. They're not doing this full time. They're not paying insurance. They're just doing this for cash, for fun. Right, um, right support my family. I'm doing it. And when I say I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to run into the same thing in the tile biz, you know, because I'd get somebody, oh, I got a handyman who said he's going to do this for half of what you mm-hmm. want to charge. And I, I can't, I can't beat that price. <laughs> if you want to call him, that's what I would say. And, you know, and I, I would just throw in the little thing at the end. I, you know, do it. You can do what you want, but, you know, I'm, I've come back and fix people like that. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. fix their, I get the calls to fix it. So, you know, I mean, it, it, it's all depends on how you want to handle it, but I'm not, I'm not going to diss another guy directly, but if I know right. what I do and I can stand behind my work and this is what I charge and yeah. probably eight times out of 10, I'd get the job anyway, you know? So, you know, it's a, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you hope that it, it's eight, yeah. eight out of 10, you know, but uh, um, people are maybe more um, maybe with a tile, situation like in their kitchen they think well, I'm, I'm, i don't want to have anything but problems here but with, maybe with art on the wall they figure if the if the if the brickwork doesn't look right they they can live with it you know yeah, maybe it's maybe not it's understood more I flexibility have, yeah i have a customer that did that and i, I and i i went down i worked with them and i kind of and you know and i went down in price pretty good and then he called me back uh i was just calling to schedule it mm-hmm. and then he's like i apologize but i found someone to to do it for me like Okay. Well, good luck with that. Hope it's all well. It met your yeah. price better than my price. Okay, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, two weeks later, he started sending me pictures. Uh-huh. He's like, "What do you think of this? What do you think?" It's like, "I'm not your guy. You're not paying me nothing. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not your counselor here." And uh, the guy got it done, and he he called me back, and he just apologized profusely. That mm-hmm. it's like. It was so bad. He hated it. He spent the money, and he's like, "I just a little bit more. I would have had you." It's like, yeah, and he ended up painting over it. There you he go. Just, yeah, wasted money. You know, yeah. yeah, you throw the save a save a nickel and then uh, you know, down the line you're just throwing all that money out the yeah. window. 
Well, it's got. I mean, in a weird way, it's a bit of a feel good. I mean, I, at times, yeah. <laughs> well, knowing that kind of thing, because you don't always find out this information. It's like right. so, or even like a job. Yeah, if hard I'm going, evidence. Right, you're given quotes and that, and then they don't call you back. You don't know why. You don't. Did right. I, Maybe they didn't was do it. Too it? Much? Maybe it, they didn't yeah. do it. It's yeah. always nice to know. Right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, part of me always would feel a little bad, you know, because somebody's got this bad product, even if I didn't provide it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, well, that that it, you know, kind of sucks to be you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I do feel bad about that, but I don't know what to tell you. You, you tried. <laughs> tried I tried. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You did everything you could, and no need to feel guilt after that. It's yeah. Just keep then. And again, it's like how to change wording, how to relearn, how to talk to people so you can get them to understand it, possibly. So right. that doesn't happen to them. Not that everyone doesn't understand. Yeah. I mean, there's some people who just won't listen. They don't hear. They just got the thing in their head and that's it. Well, you know, but it's interesting because you, um, you know, you do murals, custom murals in people's houses. And, and, and you know, I'll mention your Instagram feed, but, um, you know, people can go look at it. But, I mean, the, the work you do is phenomenal. And for somebody to look at that and go, well, you know, how, how cheap can we get this? That just seems amazing to me because it's, you know, it's like this is a custom thing that mm-hmm. you're creating on a wall and we're going to, under the best of circumstances, we're paying a reasonable amount for your time to do this, like a human being to come in who has a business to do this. And how do you think to yourself, I wonder if I can get him to paint the whole wall for 50 bucks or so. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's. And they do. I mean, the big thing right now, it was always comparison to other muralists, but then sometime back, Mm -hmm. they all disappeared because they, again, no one was charging enough to make a living at it. So you had to walk away. And I was always fighting against that, trying to charge the more, the more. It's like, and so I wouldn't get the jobs because they get cheaper. Not that you're outrageous. But they're all gone. But, but, you know, reasonable, a reasonable living fee. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And even even at my price, it's just it doesn't even it's, it's I would have to work regular like a full time job, which right. I don't. I mean, I I may work, you know, seven eight months out of the year if I add it all together. Right. And I took all the days off, not counting weekends. It would be like maybe seven eight months. That's what they always say. If you're doing any kind of freelance thing, a third of your time is spent not working. Yeah. You know, that's so like, either lining up jobs else. or yeah. you know trying to you know do the paperwork or whatever, you know, you just, Mm -hmm. there's just a ton of overhead. That's not the job that you actually want to do. Well, even the price of that, it's like, you say the overhead, it's like, we have a real business. So it's not just like I go paint, you give me the money, I pay my taxes. It's like, I got full accounting, I got printers, I'm I'm online looking up stuff, you know, I've got to print that out. And and so there's so much time involved and so much expensive. And it's not something you can do at your kitchen table. Right. You know, you need an office space. So then you got a house that your bedroom is, now you have that. Right, right. Or rent in another space. Yeah, you've dedicated some time and money into just the back end of the business. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so when you started doing murals, how did that, uh, how did that go? You know, I mean, people come to you, how, how did the first, I, I know you mentioned your first mural, but how does, you know, you, you haven't really done this. Somebody comes in and says, I, I kind of want, kind of want a mural done. How, how did that begin? So again, back in the uh, beginning, did my daughter's room mm-hmm. and took that one picture of Humpty Dumpty, which mm-hmm. at that time I airbrushed. I was still airbrushing. I went right. from the tanks to the wall, and mm-hmm. it turned out really cool. And uh, I went to the children's furniture store and said, "Can I post this on your? Will you post this on your little board with a little tack in my name?" And that was it. Wow! And 
So someone would see that, I'd get a job a month, a call a month, and at that time, I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to take it. Right, of course. And uh, I found another furniture store then, and I offered up to do, they had a spot, they had a wall, like, let me paint that for you. I'm not going to charge you for it. Let me put my name on there, give you my cards, and we'll go with that. So they got a free mural out of it, and that then really started to take off. And then the next was the, uh, the home show. They do, back in the day, they used to cavalcade of homes where they yeah. would have designers do 20 homes and you'd pay through the sometimes, you know, 20 bucks for a ticket to go through and look at every home. Right. You can get the cards from everybody. So I connected with someone there. They had me paint a mural and I talked them into a couple more. And, and from that, literally that, from that week, I booked out for six months straight. Wow. It just like also all these calls came in. I could hardly feel them. I just started doing it. By the time at the end of the six months, people want it done in a couple of weeks, so it all whittled down really quick. But, right, right. But that's what pretty much got me going is then kind of just putting it out there in front of people. Right. That's what that's what I was wondering because how do you get that first few? You know, priming the pump is is sometimes the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you don't have a giant track record. Um, yeah. How do you get people to to want to hire you to do that? So again, but, the uh, kids store was because it's what I really loved doing was the yeah. kids mural. So it's like putting that in front of people in that store, making a nice uh, you know friends out of the people that own the store, which are still my friends. Right. And uh, is the store still there? It is. It is. It's it's Can we hard. <laughs> Little debonair. Okay. On Ogden Avenue in uh, Naperville. Okay. All right. So yeah, everything's turned to now internet and that. So you know. Foot traffic is a lot less. You know, right. Weekends are really good, but weekdays. Yeah, it's, it can be really difficult. To and that's why everything people. is out there, yeah. yeah. So it's all internet. Yeah. Well, that's why the, I mean, I found out about you doing this just through Instagram. You know, I mean, it's social media, whatever you think of good, bad, and the ugly of social media. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, putting that out there, it's <laughs> like, wow, this, I'm looking at these things that you're doing and, you know, the time lapse stuff where, you know, the room gets done, you know, in 20 seconds or whatever. Instead of an hour. Yeah. You yeah. can see a whole hour in 20 seconds. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really phenomenal. Cool. I mean, it's really kind of fascinating to watch it all come together. And I love that part of it too. And I, I really enjoy that. I've got all these creative sides to me. And again, mm-hmm. putting together a video, setting that up. And then if I have to do any kind of editing, which was my wife does all that, and put any kind of titles on that. Now there's all this other work to do. Right, and, that doesn't and happen in look. two minutes. Yeah, correct, correct. So, um, so you you do a lot of work with. Uh, it looks like you do a lot of work with some charitable organizations. You've done some interesting stuff for you know kids who are maybe not mm-hmm. you know who have health issues and things like that. Can you talk a little bit about that? That seems very rewarding yeah. to me. Um, that now started like 10 years ago. There's always things I wanted to do, but then mm-hmm. I couldn't afford to just go do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a call from a family. They, they were looking for a mural. So I went in, talking with them, and all of a sudden, mom starts crying and realized that, so they broke down and told me, like their daughter just got found out she's got cancer, very rare cancer. Yeah. And she had a very small percentage chance to live. So what they're doing now is going through all the holistic and everything. Mm-hmm. Anything they can do for the child, they're going to do. So they looked right. up everything. And Every one Hail of them Mary was, pass. Yeah. was the mural. It's like the, the atmosphere of uh, where you live and where you stay. Mm-hmm. So that's they called me in. So they did that. It, it was a really hard time because at that moment, I was going through, uh, uh, we were going through losing our house. 
and I wasn't making the money and I had this time. So when this is a great, I got a great job in here. It's just, they want the whole room painted every inch of it. Right. And I went home and told my wife and uh, we just decided we're just going to go do this. We're not going to charge them. They've got all these bills. They got all this stuff. So we just went in and I lived in their house for, I gave it all. I lived in there for a week. Wow. I got to spend time. Then she was in there a lot. So she'd be laying on the bed and we'd be talking. I'd be Mm -hmm. painting, introduce her to all my music. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And uh, that again, that was like 10 years ago. Uh, right at that time, I got a call from someone through Chicago Cares. Mm-hmm. They do all these makeovers at the schools. They This goes year on. It's a whole nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And once, actually twice a year, but once a year in the summertime, they do a big thing where they do like 20 to 30 schools in a day and get all these volunteers. And they put they try to put murals in them. So they called me. I, okay, I'll do that. I have no idea how to do this. It's right, like, right. I went in, designed it. I drew it. Mm-hmm. And that day, I had 24 volunteers. I had to guide them to paint my mural. Right. And I've Almost never like showed numbers. anyone how to do anything yeah. like this before. So right. that was the start of that. And then I came back. The, that one actually finished. Normally now when I do that, I'll go back the next day and do all the touch-up kind of stuff. Okay. But this was uh, this summer of this past June was our 10th year doing that. Oh, that's great. And just do it each year. It's different size groups. Love doing this for them. Uh, so yeah, that, then make a wish. I did a few make a wish. They called me mm-hmm. and then now six years ago, got a call, see about a mural and it was through a group called special spaces uh-huh. and they do room makeovers for children with life threatening illnesses. And, uh, so I connected with them. I was in within a two weeks, did a mural for a child and they do these makeovers in a day. Like you see on TV where you walk in, here's the room, take everything out, wow. repaint it, build these things, put it in. Then they come home at five thirty, and you have a big reveal. And so that's been six years of doing this. Um, and with all these projects that we're doing, Judy and I, my wife, Judy, uh, we average about 20 to 24 a year. And uh-huh. most of them we don't get paid for. And if we do, it's a very small amount. Right. And that's the thing that I'm looking at with the spare time. It's like, I want to grow this. Right. So we've created our paintinghappiness.org so I can find a place for funding. Mm-hmm. And then, because I can, there's kids and places and hospitals all over the place that don't have the funding for this, but right. if I could find a way to have it paid for, right, then uh, you could then provide. I'll go do it. Exactly. Yeah, right. I'm taking my time off from everything and doing right. all this. So it's like, it's not a matter of greed. It's a matter of being able to exactly. survive and do something good in the world. I'd be doing time. it all the time. I got right. things. I, I just, I got a hospital call. We can't do it. You know what? They don't have the funding. Okay. It's like, I don't know how to fund. I need to connect with people that can help me with that and that. But uh, if I did, I'd just be going to all the hospitals and saying, okay, this is what we can do for you. Do you have the funding? If you don't have the funding, let's connect through here. Let's see what we can make happen, and let's get some rooms. Because, again, when these kids go into the hospital rooms and or their uh, the treatment rooms, mm-hmm. you know, they may sit in there for an hour or two hours having a treatment, and everything's always plain, either yeah, light, it's a very light, sterile. Light purple or yeah. white. And it's like, but when we do these murals, and we know because we've been doing it for so long, we've we get, I get people that call me that brought their children in and just let me know how great it was. It was such a nice time to sit in there for an hour for a change. They didn't fear going into the room to sit there and get that shot. Right. Know, just so that's what I want to actually grow the, the whole company to eventually. That, that, that should be, that seems like a real feel good knowing that you've made that kind of an impact on someone 
you know, yeah, especially really. a kid mm-hmm. who, you know, scary. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, adults are scared and kids even, <laughs> you got even, even more so. I mean, what, what's going on? You know, how do you even explain it to them? To have them sitting in a room that's nice and friendly. Yeah. I mean, that's even when you go to the Instagram and the Facebook, I, I do them both differently. I don't, mm-hmm. I, they may have some of the same rooms, but it's never the same post. It's never the same photos. So it's mm-hmm. like a whole nother outlet. Um, I would say that kind of work is the biggest bulk of what I put on there. Okay. I think I, I do actually this last year, I did more rooms for that than I did actual jobs. The only mm-hmm. thing that paid off is a couple of the jobs were really big jobs. So the money was there, but there were actually less paid jobs than there were. Right. Those type of jobs. So the, so the the big jobs kind of subsidize the ability to do some of the other stuff. Yes, and that's what I like. It's like how to word that to them. It's like, you know, when you hire me and when you when you try to talk me down, it's like I got less to do this. But if you you just pay what I ask, it's like I'm free. I got I'm I'm cool. I'm going over doing these rooms and you're the one that helped me make this happen because you paid. Right, right. So now I can go do that. And that's that's fantastic. Yeah. So so what uh, so the so the next step for you then you want to try and grow this charitable arm mm-hmm. um, to to fund things a little bit and and how about you artistically like you said I, I you said you want to be able to bring in some more people maybe grow the business aspect of it um, what do you see for your next steps outside of doing murals. Yeah, you know, where do you want to go with that? You said clothing. What what else are you right. looking at? Uh, clothing, a little more individual art that uh, will be. Um, we've been talking about like an Etsy, mm-hmm. and I have again. What I have right now is I have all my art from the time when I was a little kid. I have all these different things. I have boxes, all these couple boxes of all these airbrush shirts. I have mm-hmm. all these pen and ink drawings. So I'm thinking we're going to take all this stuff that already exists, put on a decent price on it, put mm-hmm. it up there. Uh, on the Etsy page, I'll start creating because what I like to do is go back to even doing pencil drawings of houses. Mm-hmm. So, like, you want your house drawn, you just throw me a photo, send me a couple photos, and I can do the, the drawing for you and mail it out, and mm-hmm. you have this nice memory of your home. And right, but between I got to get clothing, a better looking house before I do that. <laughs> I, can, I can make it look better. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> I have a nice tree on the side there, <laughs> right, yeah, some yeah. mountains in the background. Yeah, hey, right. it's all fantasy. You know, it's like, how do you want it this to look? This is my right? fantasy house, yeah. I want my house out in the mountains. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> the creativity side, which is really cool, because you can make things, again, a photograph, you can do so much with it. Mm-hmm. With the art, you can create anything with it. But uh, yeah, when I get back into try to find more of myself, do some small things like that individual uh, grow the uh, painting happiness side mm-hmm. for the donations. The other side of the business itself, I, I'm i letting that just kind of go as is. They mm-hmm. find me because we've had this website out there forever. Um, so we're we're in there. We're always at the top of the page. Mm-hmm. And I get more instead of individual, individual homes doing bedrooms and that, it's grown more into a business thing. Mm-hmm. Like right now, um, I just designed a mural. I'm just waiting for the final, final okay from uh, Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I worked for Jewel and Mars Wrigley. So I get some big corporate oh, yeah. jobs now. And that's where then it, I get a little better money, even though they're still kind of funky too. Right, yeah. They're always looking for a deal. Like, but oh. but at least they have a little bit more of a coffer to, you know. Yeah, and again, it's something <laughs> that's a longer job. So I know even if it's down a little bit, it's still a good amount of money. So that then I know I can be covered for so long. I can work for two weeks and be covered for four. Right. So that allows me then to go off and do, you know, a special spaces job. Right. Or find another child or right. 
So that's where I go. As for getting other people involved yet, I still got to figure myself out first. But that's definitely kind of more of in the long term. Right. And it'll be the same thing, I believe, with the painting happiness. Eventually, I can grow that into where I can, they can set up through us to have other artists go do what I do. I'll find other like-minded artists that are willing to, you know, maybe start out where they're willing to do it. Mm-hmm. because they want to. I right. can give them the fees to cover their cost. Right. But eventually, once we figure out kind of the fee structure and that, like maybe then we can actually get some money out to them so they're not having to do everything for free either. Right, and then they don't have to run the business side of the business. Yes, because you know, you that's can, the you hardest thing for yeah, oh, that, It's terrible. It's, <laughs> that's a whole other mindset. And I, didn't, I, I wasn't born with that part of the brain. You have to make it, mold it, and you can only, it's like, only go so far so fast. Well, you know, one that's one thing that I've noticed as uh, as I've gone through life. Uh, you know, I've done work with theater companies and, and different artistic groups. And, and yeah, the artistic mindset is not necessarily the practical business mindset. There's, yeah. a, there's very little overlap on that Venn diagram. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, it probably makes a lot of sense for somebody who has the artistic mindset to team up with somebody who can, you know, kind of run a little bit of the business side of it. And like you say, it's not necessarily your your wheelhouse, your natural wheelhouse, but you have been doing it for a number of years. So mm-hmm. you're not new to this concept. You've actually been able to survive doing this. Yeah, and I do have, I mean, for me being an artist, the other thing too is like, uh, you think if you think of classic artists and they got mm-hmm. their beret or whatever, they their style, they may have some attitude, they may, oh, whatever, I don't care what you want, I'm going to do what I want to do. I was never that. I'm kind of a little both sides. I'm mm-hmm. a very organized. Mm-hmm. Like if I couldn't draw on that, I'd, I would make a business as being an organizer. I can walk into a home and do stuff and I can... Right. I'm a great Tetris player, so okay. I can take. You got a million things in the garage. I can make it look like a half a million. No, oh, I might. I might need to hire you. To go through so my that's garage. what I would do. I'm like, oh. that's kind of almost a therapy. As we were talking earlier, is like we're into that purging, get rid of things. What's not important? And it's like, and then when what is important, the way you place it makes it important and you can find what you need. And so the right. organization works great, which is great then for the business mind too, of how to run the business. How do you organize with meeting people, setting up the next step, the next step to the final, you know, getting paid. So you don't, right. you're not chasing somebody. And It's kind of a virtual 3D Tetris. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> running a business. I never thought of it that way, but you're, you're absolutely right. It's in my mind, and I've always been this way. I see everything. I see the mind as a computer. So mm-hmm. it's like you know, we need to delete things. Right. Yeah. You got to delete that out of your life. When you get so many files, it's like you're not you're not getting rid of things. You bring so much in that now you can't you can't find that file. You know, you can see. So your your brain spins. So all I see my so much of my life, I see that spinny wheel that the colors. You know, when the computer is kind of freezing up and it it won't right. jump to the next thing. <laughs> it's like. You need to get rid of that. How do you get rid of that? You have to make things simplified. Right. Get the new version. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's a rule that I need to live by, obviously. Uh, you just walk through my mess that I'm uh, <laughs> digging digging out. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a process that you're, you're always trying to work through and delete. And, and I, I read somewhere where um, – and I, I, I'm, I don't think I fit the definition of a hoarder. I'm, I'm – I'm, you know, I have I have space to move around in my house, mm-hmm. but uh, um, you know, one of the things that they, one of the most common responses that hoarders had for why they wouldn't get rid of things is maybe they're going to need it in the future. Yes. And I definitely understand that mindset. I think I'm going to throw this thing away, and in two weeks I'm going to be looking for one of these. So I should just hang on to it. And I, I 
I've reached a point where I'd rather be rid of it than and just buy another one if I need it. But well, absolutely, because now even when you say that, it's like, but that goes for everything you have. Mm-hmm. So now you're talking about say fifty things yeah. that you may need. So now you're holding on to fifty things. You're gonna only really need maybe three. Right. So you're better off exactly clearing your mind. If you clear your space, you clear your mind, mm-hmm. and then you go buy those three things because those things are costing you money. They cost right. you money when you have them in the storage unit. Yeah. Yeah. You, how many things could you have rebought if you just got rid of all that? Right. And then how much of that you ever really use again? How, how you, much am I losing by parking s- my car in the snow because I can't put it in the garage? <laughs> yep. All the wear and tear, the ice and yep. everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We cost ourselves money without thinking we are. It's all the, the trick of the mind there of how it just kind of tricks us to, no, you got to keep your stuff. It's all right. worth something. Yeah. In the long run, it's not. So, so you've, you've cleared your mind. We touched on this right before I turned the mic on, but you've cleared your mind of social media, at least a little bit for now. Yeah, slight, uh, slight purge for a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Well, again, what was happening is it, I would send out things to different clients and that, and it's like you get a call, you're waiting for a call back, so you're like, you're really hoping, so you're checking the email, you're doing it like maybe five, six, seven times a day because you carry your phone with you everywhere. Right. So yeah. you always, it's kind of natural. constantly. You get up and go somewhere, you take and you look at it. Yeah. So what will also happen is I found that it was kind of nice going on Facebook. I could kind of see what's happening with my sisters without having to be there. Right. And but then that grows and grows and grows, and you get all mm-hmm. this stuff, and now all there's advertisements. You get all this stuff. So literally, what you're looking at on Facebook is maybe two percent is all that you want to see. Yeah. And those are probably two percent you're not getting anymore because of the way that they've changed it. Right. You right. know. Yeah. And now Facebook bought Instagram, so it's kind of the same thing. Right. So I keep seeing all these things I don't together. care about, and who's really? I know I have really good friends that follow me, and all of a sudden they weren't seeing anything of mine. Yeah. And this is what I use it for. I don't use it. I don't put my life out there on there. Just mm-hmm. a couple occasions, but it's for the business. Put it out. People like to see it. I like to show what I'm doing good in the world. And they, people contacting me, they know somebody that like, can you help this person? And so that's what I use it for. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, just, that's arguably the best use for it. I think you know when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've had the band in the past. I'm not in it right now, but. Um, you know, uh, what I, I thought about getting rid of Facebook a couple of years ago, and it's like, well, I, I still got to be able to promote or plan because <laughs> right. nobody's going to show up if they don't know. And how do you do it? You know, nobody wants to get emails anymore. You know, they just want to find out about it through Facebook. So right. you're, you're stuck. So I've been four weeks. Uh, I literally, I put it down and uh, my emails are twice a day. That's mm-hmm. it. I don't go look first thing in the morning to see if I got contacted from that because I don't want to start because I would start your day. Just you wake up, you look at the phone to see what's happening. And it's like, but that sets your mind in a whole different, it's better to just wake up, wake up, go check that an hour later. So it's in your waking moments. I mean, that's the got to be the best time of day. You need to just have a nice start. So you right. don't want something bad I, right I'd, in front or I'd, right before you go to bed. Never check it before you go to bed. Because <laughs> right. then you go to bed thinking like, damn, why didn't I do that? Yeah. <laughs> or what is going on well, right now? Understand. What is happening? What so, I? <laughs> it's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. What can I do about it? I can't do anything about that's it. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's funny <laughs> that you mentioned that. It reminds me of something that I heard because I heard an interview with Paul McCartney relatively recently. And uh, he was saying that he will occasionally take the subway. And, you know, it's like, well, how do you get on the subway if you're Paul McCartney? And he said, everybody's looking at their screens. So (laughs) people don't even know that there's a beetle, you know, sitting 10 feet away or something like that. I mean, it's just astounding to me, but but it's true. Mm -hmm. I take public transportation almost every day now and uh, with this new job and I'm 
looking at my screen and everybody around me is just, you know, face buried in the phone and we need a better way to live. Uh, I'm just trying to use my mind to think if I, like now when I go to it, I'll use the notes. Like if I have a thought, I go to the notes and pop it in or Mm -hmm. I I text myself all the time. Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) I talk to myself through my text. Yeah. (laughs) I used to call my answering machine, you know, when I had that Mm -hmm. hooked up, you know, uh, some song idea or just something I wanted to remember. And then I'd come home and I'd write it down if I, if I thought about it. Otherwise I'd just delete the message because it it, wasn't as important as I thought it was at the time time. Well, Ken, um, I really appreciate you coming out here today. Um, you know, appreciate you taking uh, interest in Absolutely. No, I think, I think that the stuff is fascinating. What's the web, web URL again f- to, uh, for your, uh, well, for your business and then, uh, for your charitable wing, um, the business is Crayons Gone Wild. Crayons. Cra- excuse me, crayons. I have that south side <laughs> crayons. Crayons. People make fun of me. <laughs> CrayonsGoneWild.com. Uh, yep. And Crayons Gone Wild is also the Facebook and Instagram. Okay. All the same names. And Definitely then- worth checking out if anybody hears this. Definitely worth looking at those because some of that stuff is just fascinating to me. But actually, why don't we touch on that real quick? Um, just some of the things you've done. Like describe, like you did a, I know you've done like a Wrigley Field. I mean, this isn't like some esoteric um, art I, form that, I don't that do people abstract. can't relate to. No, I mean, I, the, the, uh, these are really cool. Why don't, we, why don't we just touch on that real quick before we wrap? Well, my work, the way I look at it, my look, my style, if you looked at it enough and saw mm-hmm. different things, is kind of a soft, friendly whimsical type look even if it's something serious i can it still kind of has a nice soft look to it if mm-hmm. it feels nice when you come in the room it's like it does give you a feeling it's not just there's a something on the wall you know and it just it gives you right does more than that uh but everything from the wrigley field uh i've done that at mars wrigley i did that in their where they go eat mm-hmm. uh to behind you know, in a man cave behind the couch to the children's room behind the crib before they're even born and then you know put their name on the scoreboard and the oh. date they were born uh, but I love doing the the whimsical little cartoony but my cartoons are not flat nothing's flat it's all very three-dimensional mm-hmm. and that's that's what I really really enjoy doing cool and, uh, so that's pretty much the whole business I mean I, I do other type styles of things and and again these children that are you know little boys and girls that have cancer or something, if they want Spider-Man on their wall, they get Spider-Man and not just a little Spider-Man. I, when I go in, I may have three hours, I may have seven hours to paint, mm-hmm. but what I pack in there is well more than what I would do normally. I just really frenzy go in and give them a nice <laughs> atmosphere. They come in and it's like, there's a life-size Batman on my wall. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it really is fascinating to me. I mean, the reason I called you and contacted you after not having talked to you in decades is, uh, <laughs> is just seeing the, this art. It was just uh, amazing to me. You know, I mean, it was mind blowing. And, uh, and, and, um, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but just the, uh, the time-lapse stuff is, uh, that stuff is phenomenal too, just to watch it all like take shape and walk through, you know, yeah. from the initial sketching out. And then, you know, it's like by the end, there's this gorgeous thing on the wall. It's, it's, I like that cause it's such a neat entertaining thing that you can't get. People love to stand and watch. Mm-hmm. I love to watch other artists when they're working to see how they work, what they do. But I mean, people will just stand there. I'm in enter- I'm entertainment at a time. It's mm-hmm. like a very different kind of entertainment. Mm-hmm. But um, th- with the time lapse, you know, we're talking 
even if I do something really huge and I edit them together so it's like three minutes, it's like a song because then you can put music to it and it's like, because you can have a song that plays in your head, it's only three minutes and it can just do everything for you. So that's what kind of like time lapses do. It gives you that whole feeling of, you know, it's all right there in one moment and you right. can't take your eyes off it because you're going to miss something. Right. <laughs> you know, you can't pull your headsets off to not hear that song. You, oh, you missed that favorite part of yours. You right. Know? You know, you should, you should, uh, do you have any of those on YouTube? Cause you should have some on YouTube. That seems like perfect for that. that That's one of the world. next to do yeah. is also, I do have a YouTube channel and it is yeah. Crayons Gone Wild also, but, and again, what started with that was with then with the special spaces. So we literally, I have a few different jobs on there, uh, some time lapse. Um, we have like with special spaces with the kids I did like the first year. So it was like every child with their mural and little Judy put together this beautiful montage of thing. It took her like three days to make this, oh. you know, three minute video. Right, and, right. But it, it's cool. So yeah, we're definitely going to build on that. I want to put together again why I started doing the time lapses in there, and I actually have other straight time mm-hmm. is because I also I like to educate. Mm-hmm. Artists didn't help each other. No one helped an artist. No one would tell you anything. It's like I was never that. I'm. I would be a teacher, except I'm. I. I'd rather do the art than right. straight teaching. <laughs> right. So I like to do side teaching in that. And I think this is one way, you know, I can show different people how to do it. I eventually put together my own little classes. I can maybe sell off something and, and just be helpful there. But that's definitely one of the things we'll be going into. Well, it sounds like you've got a, a busy schedule ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> so much to do. That's why I got to figure myself out right now. Once and for all, I'll go through all the, the, the past stuff from history of like what slows me down. How come I wasn't more successful sooner? What was it that was hold? What are my holdbacks? So that's where I'm at right now is figuring out my holdbacks. So then I can become, you know, after now of doing art, I graduated in 1982 from American Academy of Art. Mm-hmm. How now to become an overnight sensation? <laughs> Success. Well, so somebody somebody once said to me, and uh, he was he was kind of a dick actually, but but he he made a good point. He said success doesn't happen overnight, but when it happens, it happens overnight. And I think that's probably absolutely true. You know, you work, you work, you work, you fight, you fight, mm-hmm. and you never get there. And then all of a sudden, something it's like a switch gets thrown, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, people are paying attention to you. I'm hoping that after 25 years that I can then all of a sudden the bills aren't a problem. I can take care of get the newer car or take care of that and I can help my family out more and, you know. Well, so, I think so I think you got the talent for it. So, uh, you know, I mean, like I say, I, I spotted it just, you know, it was visuals that brought me in to want to, want to talk to you. So uh, um, I, I'm definitely blown away by your stuff and I wish you the best of success. Oh, I thank you so much. And uh, go back to real quick to yeah. pa- paintinghappiness.org. Painting and Happiness, we, right, we didn't get that. Yeah, paintinghappiness.org. We just got that put up so we can show some of the works we've done. The little boy I did a year ago, uh, the, the Cubs room mm-hmm. uh, for little Joey. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that was actually, that was great because that got put up on a WGN. Marcus Lachat came out and did a mm-hmm. big story. And that video was on there from WGN. And that was amazing what he put together. Oh, I'm sure. And that, that got us a few thousand dollars worth of donations overnight. Yeah, yeah. It was so cool. Well, I encourage everybody to, you know, <laughs> help chip in because that, that's a good cause. It's a genuinely good cause. And, you know, there's there's a lot of good causes in the world, but that's definitely one of them. And the, the neat thing we always looked at is like everything needs the money to come into it so you can find out more cancer, how to kick cancer, how to do that. But it's, Right, of course. And everyone donates to different things that is in their heart, mm-hmm. taking care of animals, whatever. This is one thing if you like art, 
it's something to look at. You can actually see where your money goes because then you get to see the art, which is actually what you paid to make happen. Right. Uh, I'm just kind of the conduit. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> which is cool. So you get to see where your money goes. <laughs> <laughs> which is not always yeah. true in real life. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a rare thing. Well, thanks a lot, Ken. I appreciate it. All you, right. Well, all thank right. you. Thanks for coming in. Okay, there we go. That's me and Ken talking, catching up. Haven't seen him in years. And uh, he came by my house, drove out, made the, the long journey to the middle of nowhere to uh, do the podcast. And I really appreciated him coming by. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. I thought it was uh, interesting and insightful. Uh, maybe a little less jokey than, than some of my other shows, but uh, definitely some good points to be made. So uh, next week, no, next week, not next week, two weeks from now, I will be back, and you can stay tuned. Remember to check out BigHairyEyeball.com, and you can also like it or friend it or whatever it is on Facebook, and I don't have Twitter because, you know, I find Twitter kind of weird and annoying, but I am on Facebook, and I am uh, on the web, the World Wide Web. BigHairyEyeball.com. I'm Pete Pollock. See you in a couple weeks.